No, with that said, if we can just um, go in prayer before, before I speak. Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I just thank you for this time, this opportunity, God, Lord, to share your word. And as it goes forward this morning, God, I just hope it captivates the hearts, God, Lord, that it just preaches, God, Lord, as it preached to me, God, Lord. Let your word go out. It says it won't return void. And I just ask, God, Lord, that we bind any hindrance, any distraction, God, just open our ears, open our hearts this morning for what you have to say to us as a congregation, God, Lord, and us as an individual, God, Lord, and I ask you this in your name. Amen. Amen. Do you remember as kids, we would downplay stuff. Um, If something happened, if we're out playing, and I remember us as kids, you know, all the kids, you know, we didn't have things. We found dirt clods to throw at each other and stuff. That was a game. So when somebody would get hurt or injured, the one kid has to run back to the house and kind of downplay it to mom. Like, remember... Tommy had two round eyes, well, one shut now, but it's okay, but you might want to put ice on that when you get, you know, you just, you're always trying to downplay it. You know, I do that, and I, it, I like to cook, and there will be clanging a bit, and then, what's going on? And I've dropped seven glasses and spilled, I'm fine, uh, something, you know, I, I tripped, the bird, dog ran in here. You know, you always want to downplay the, the, the tragedies in, in our life, because we don't want to expose ourselves to sometimes we look like a fool. So we want to downplay it and not make it this big thing. And that's where I want to kind of go this morning. So I'm going to jump back and forth from my Bible to the scriptures on the screen. You can turn to 2 Kings, if you do have your Bible, chapter 2, verse 19. And I'm just going to quickly read through this uh, phrase, and then I'm going to go back up to 19 and kind of break it all down. And it said, Then the men of the city said to Elijah, The city is Jericho that they're talking about. Um, said, please notice the situation of the city my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground is barren. Uh, next verse. And he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out, of the, he went out to the source of the water and cast the salt there. And the Lord said, and, and sorry, Cast the salt there and said, Thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it there shall be no more death or barrenness. And verse 22, and it says, So the water remains to this day according to the word of Elijah, which he spoke. Now there is a glaring, there's a couple of like glaring things that came out. If we can go back to verse 19. And it says, so the men of the city said to Elijah, please notice that the situation of this city is pleasant. Everything is good. How many of us are, we think that we live in pleasant situations sometimes, that we think all the variables are there, we think everything is good, but underneath it's bad. Because look what it says, but as but the water is bad and the ground is barren. So how can you live in a city that's pleasant where there's no way of producing food and you can't drink the water? You talk about downplaying your situation. And so many times we do that in our lives. We think the situation, but when we break it down, our water that is supposed to, we're supposed to be, Vessels of living water that flow out of us. 
And we're supposed to be producing great fruit from God, amen? But so many times we think we're in a good spot, but then when the magnifying glass is upon us as a church, our rivers are bad and our land is barren. Because we're in the situation, all, all the, 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 the neat things of the city, but the important things we leave to the side. See, Jericho was a great location. It was a great location to be in. But there was one thing that was wrong with Jericho. It was cursed by God. See, when Joshua went in, and they started taking over the cities when they entered in the land of Canaan. Jericho was the first city that they came in and conquered. And they leveled the city, and they were supposed to do everything that the Lord told them to do, which they didn't. But then God cursed that city from anybody ever rebuilding back onto that city. And how many of us as Christians has God directly told us, don't go this way, don't go that way, don't be in this relationship, don't take that job. Don't go down that road, but we choose to anyways to satisfy our own needs, and we end up establishing cities, and we end up establishing hopes and dreams on cursed land. And we wonder why. Don't obey us, because the Lord told you not to get with that person in the first place, so why would you produce offspring that would be blessed when you were encountered in a relationship that, that you weren't supposed to be in in the first place? Or why can't God bless me in my job when the Lord told you not to take that job and to stay at the place that you were in and you wonder why you can't get ahead anymore? See, we look from the, you look from the outside in Jericho, it had it all. It had all the glitz and glamour that a city should have. It even had prophets. It said that 50 prophets. It even had a form of religion. And see, sometimes as church members, we can do all the right things. We can have all the looks of the church. We can have all the, we can have all the, the stances and everything, but none of those prophets can do anything because they were building on cursed land. So what does it say if we can go to the next one? And he says, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they did. So Elijah went to the source of the problem. He went to the source. He says, you know what? If you can flip the next one, 21. He went to the source. See, Elijah didn't want symptoms of the bad water. He wanted to go to the source of the water. See, so many times as Christians, we want to fix the symptoms. But we never, ever want to cure the source And we are trained as this in, in, our, in our Western world now, in our society, in our medical society. It's so easy for us to go to a doctor's office and get a medication or a prescription for the symptom and leave the source behind. And then you're just every day trying to conquer your symptoms and still living with the source. You know what? God wants you to deal with the source of your issues today. God is, God is interested in your symptoms, but he's more interested in dealing with the source of the symptoms. And so many times as Christians, we just want to come in here and get a quick relief of our symptoms and go home and not deal with the source of the matter. 
And that's what I want to kind of get into. How do we deal with the source of the matter? So if we can go back to, to, to 20 real quick, what does it say? It says, he went and bring me a what? A new bowl. A new bowl. And if you break that word, vessel, bring me a new vessel. How many of us need to be a new vessel this morning? The vessel you used last Sunday is an adequate for this Sunday service. The vessel you used yesterday will not get you through today. Today is a day of salvation. Every day I pick up my cross, the Bible says. We need to become a new vessel every single day. It talks about if we go a couple of, pay, a couple of chapters forward where Elijah meets a widow and she's having this dire situation where she's going to die because of the circumstances in her life. And Elijah says, what do you have? And she says, I only have these couple of vessels to put oil in. And he goes, go around and gather from all your neighbors empty vessels. And Elijah and all these people started bringing all of these vessels to, to, to Elijah. And he started pouring the oil into the empty vessels. And it said the oil stopped pouring when there was no more empty vessels. And that is the same thing in our lives. When we become, when we don't allow ourselves to be an empty vessel no more, the oil of the Holy Spirit will cease in your life. Every day we must be willing to be emptied out and remade new and allow God to fill his purpose and his plan into our life every single day. And the minute we stop is the minute it will shut up. So we got to be a new vessel. Then what does he put in that new vessel? He put salt. Now salt in the Old Testament is, is, is a covenant of friendship. A covenant of, 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 of a relationship with God. A friendship. How many of us are acquaintances of God? Or how many of us are of God? Because to be a friend, you got to be in constant communication with somebody. And a lot of times when we come to service and the only time we open up our word and the only time we praise and worship is on Sunday morning, that means you are a distant acquaintance to God. A friendship is a daily thing that we do with God. Number two, what salt is, it's a preservative. And so many times we empty ourselves out and then what do we fill into our vessels? Things that don't preserve, temporary um, um, satisfying things that we put in there that after time it slowly rots away. But when we put the salt in there, the salt of God, and when we start to put those things into our vessels, it becomes preserved that they are lasting. See, so many times we go through service to service, moment to moment, because the things that we're implementing into our life has no preservative in it. They're fleeting. Jesus will never, ever flee. Jesus says, I am the alpha and the omega, first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. When you, and you put Jesus into your life, there is nothing that will sweep that away. There is nothing that will rot that away. That is from now until forever. And that's what we need to be implementing into our empty vessels, amen? The Bible says that we're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to have some flavor behind us. 
And it says if the, the Bible says if the salt loses flavor, what happens? It is cast to the side and trampled on by feet. How many of us need a little bit more flavor into our life? You wonder why Celebrate Recovery is so explosive right now. You know why? Because they've got some flavor. There's something different. And we need that. We need a little difference in our life. We need a little bit flavor in our life. That when people pass by us, that people experience us, that they, it leaves a lasting impression. That you're not just an ordinary coworker. You're just not another person in the grocery store. That you're somebody impactful because you've poured yourself out. That you've broke yourself down and you up with Jesus Christ that every every instance that you come in contact with a person it's not just a meeting it's a supernatural experience because the love of Christ is flowing out of you and that and it every time the love of Christ it will impact and it will change people if we can go back to um, second kings um, go up a couple more. And one more. So after we get the bowl, we pull it with salt, and he says he went to the what? He went to the source of the water, not the symptom of the water. See, he didn't go to everybody's individual cup and put a little bit of salt in it, because you know what? That would have only been temporal. They've only would have had clean water for that moment. And God is saying, I want you to go to the source. I want to go to the source. That this isn't a recurring thing that happens. I got to get up and I got to do the. No, I'm going to go to the source of the issue and I'm going to handle the matter. And that's what Elijah did. And when he threw it into the water, there has to be something that you have to be able to release something to God this morning. Amen. So many of us, we hold on to things, past issues, hurts, hangups, and habits, and we have to be able to let them go into the water. Amen. We come in here bound up by ourselves. The enemy doesn't even need to do anything in our lives because we have bound ourselves up so much and we've held on to so much hurt and resentment. And it's time for us to go to the source of the matter and be that new vessel and put something in it that's going to be preserved and toss that into the source and goes, you know what, God? I'm being released today. Today's my day that I am set free. That this bitter water that I've been tasting my whole entire life, today's going to be a day that I'm going to get a fresh drink of water from you, Lord. That it's not going to be bitter. It's not going to taste the 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 awful, but it's going to be your fresh spring well that, that that's just going to refresh morning. Amen. How many of us need to cast something off this morning? Elijah wanted to go deeper. He wanted to go deeper into God. He wanted to go deeper into the situation. He didn't want to just cure it for the moment. He wanted to cure it forever. Because if we go to the last verse, it says, so the waters remain healed to According to the word of which Elijah, which he spoke. To this day, it wasn't a temporary fix. It was forever. How many of you guys want to be set from the things that bond you? To not have to come and play the 
Open door Christian with our issues day after day. God doesn't want that. God doesn't want you to bring your symptoms to this altar. God is saying, I want to deal with the source and I want to handle it today. God wants you to go deeper. Paraphrase because I'm running out of time. In 2 Kings, there was a man named Naaman. And he was a mighty man of, of valor. And he was highly favored. He was in a pleasant situation in his life. But he was a leper. And he heard about Elijah. So he called out to Elijah. And they set up a meeting. And Elijah told him, why don't you go bathe in the Jordan River seven times. And your leprosy shall be clean. And Naaman threw a fit. Because why? What do you mean go in the river and jump in there seven times? The Jordan River's dirty. There's plenty of other rivers that are more splendor and grandest. Why can't Elijah come out and wave his hands upon me and cleanse me that way? And then one of his servants says, even if he wanted you to do something grand and, and complicated, wouldn't you have done it? He's just asking you to go into the river seven times into the Jordan. So we did it, and he became clean. See, there was a deeper issue there. It wasn't the leprosy that was the issue. It was his pride. And once he got over his pride, once he got over his pride, once God came and attacked the source, then the symptoms was cleared. God wants to deal with some of your sources today. But you got to get past the symptom. You got to look past this morning and you need to look towards the source. If we can turn to Mark 9:17. I'm going to talk about another issue, uh, another cir- circumstance like this is this is when Jesus was on the mountain during the transfiguration and he's going through all of that and at the bottom of the valley there was a man having an issue with his son. Isn't it great that when we are in the valley, Jesus is on the mountaintop? That when we think we are in the lowest point of our lives, that there is no hope, Jesus is on the mountaintop coming down to meet us. So it said, a man in the crowd answers, teacher, I have brought you my son who, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. How many of you this morning have been robbed of something. How many of you have been robbed of your spiritual speech this morning? That you are so bound up that you want to worship the way that you want to worship, but the enemy has came in and robbed your, the, the speech of your worship. And you want to testify, but the enemy has came in and robbed you of that testimony this morning. We have all been victims of the enemy. It says, whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. That word, that word seize means to lay hold, to be snatched away. How many times have our promises and our hopes and our dreams have been snatched away by the enemy? That it seizes. What is seizing you this morning? What is seizing you from getting of your issue. And it says, if, oh, we go back. Sorry about that. And it says, and he foams at the mouth and gnashes at his teeth and he becomes rigid. I ask your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. 
Oh, believing generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. See, they brought him. At first, he says, I have brought you my son. He never brought his son to Jesus. He brought his son to the disciples. How many times we bring stuff to church and not to God? How many times we bring stuff to prayer group just to hear somebody else's opinion? To hear what they have to say about it. So many times we bring stuff to church, but we don't give it to God. So Jesus says, bring the boy to me. Bring him to me. You've dealt with them. They're good, but I'm the answer. I'm the answer. Go on, and it says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I help me overcome my belief. See, Jesus didn't care how the boy got the problem. He didn't care about the symptoms. He didn't care about all the background issues. He just said, bring the boy to me. And then when, when, when they did bring the boy to him, he started to seize up again. How many times do the problems in our life control us, but when we start to bring them before God, they start to seize before him? Amen. So they bring the boy to him, and this is what the father says. It says, immediately the boy father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my belief. See, there's a whole deeper issue going on here. It wasn't so much that the boy was bound by this spirit. It was that he had an unbelieving father. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a deeper issue here. The boy was a symptom, but the father was the source. And go on to Mark 29. And it says, when Jesus... God was running to him. They rebuked the evil spirit, you deaf, mute spirit. He said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. See, Jesus wanted to get to the deeper issue of the matter. It was the father's unbelief. And once the father believed, then his son was healed. There was a deeper issue going on. There was a deeper source going on. If we can have the worship team come back up. See, it wasn't until the father's unbelief was resolved until the boy was healed. There are some deeper issues going on in our lives this morning. And we can sit here and you can ask for temporary relief from your symptoms every Sunday until the Lord comes back. And you will still be in the same spot each and every week. And God is calling out to you this morning, I want to go deeper into your life. I want to get to the source of the matter. I don't want to deal with your symptoms. I want to deal with your source. What is the source? What is seizing you this morning? Look past your symptoms this morning. What is the source of the matter that is holding you back from where God wants you to be this morning? That's a heavy question, but there's a greater God. Today can be where you enter in 
and you drink from the well that's inside of you fresh water for the first time in your life. Because so many of us, we are so complacent with just sipping bitter water. When God is saying, I am so much more than that this morning. I am so much more than that this morning. So with every head bowed, I just want to be real this morning. And God wants you to be real this morning. And he wants you to be real with him this morning. How many of us are tired of dealing with the symptoms? How many of us are tired of the temporary blessings? How many of us are tired of struggling with the same issues day after day after day? God is calling out to you this morning. If that is you, if you're a person who just can't get over the hump, that you're a person who just, you can't seem to achieve the victory that this morning and God is calling out to you saying I want to get to the source of the matter this morning I want to dig deeper into your life I want you to experience me like you're supposed to experience me with no hesitation because right now the enemy is working right now that's not for you that's not for you that's not for you that's for the other person the enemy is working right now in people's minds saying that this isn't for you and God is saying I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, that today is your day of freedom. Today is your day to stand at the rivers and enjoy the fresh water that God has for you. If you're a person here this morning that needs that, come forth. We want to pray for you. We want to lay our hands on you. We want to come in agreement that today's the day that God handles the source of the issue, that you can be refreshed today and that you can leave this place the person that God called you to be this morning, amen. If that is you, these altars are open. Come forward. Don't hesitate.